0: You've got it locked to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, August the 25th. I'm Donald Ware, two days away from the start of the HBCU football season. We're very much looking forward uh, to the season, no question about it. Hope you've been enjoying these HBCU Football Daily Podcasts. As you can see them right there, if you're watching on YouTube, for those that are listening, we're joined by a gentleman in his third season as the head football coach at Livingstone, a former uh, all pro in the national football league played with the rams played with the then redskins now known as the washington commanders they've got a brand new field there in salisbury north carolina as we're joined by sean gilbert the head football coach at livingstone what's going on coach gilbert
1: and now man it's a pleasure to be back with you man
0: absolutely G- great uh, i'm glad you're back uh you know, we we did this in person last year. and very,
1: I, I, I only have one thing. You know, okay. I'm looking. I'm looking in the background. I don't see no Blue Bear stuff. <laughs> I know. I know we gotta earn our stripes, but you know, you know that encouragement just lets me know I'm on the right path.
0: True. You know what? You get me some. Y- y'all get me some Blue Bear stuff. We get it up there.
1: I'm gonna tell my SID.
0: <laughs> very good. All right. So let's let's just how how have things gone to this point for you? Now you're about, you know, a little more than a week away from the start of the season. But how are things going so far?
1: Well, you know, things are steady as they go. You know, just like in anything with college football, you have to deal with an ebb and flow. And, uh, you know, things are going okay. We're excited about our opportunities this year. We have a pretty tough schedule. We're a young football team bringing in a lot of freshmen. Uh, The team is pretty much revamped from uh, last year. And as you know, with the COVID year, I mean, it just was... That was a hangover year. But right now, going into the second year on the field, third year at Livingstone College, I'm very excited about the opportunities in front of us.
0: How would you, I don't know, and you played with a lot of young guys last year too. How would you sum up last year?
1: Well, last year was a learning year. You know, that was a seed planted and it's starting to grow. So, um, you know, what we're looking forward to is to produce fruit this year. Um, And we'll still be young, like I said, because we're bringing in about 40-something freshmen. Uh, So we're excited about the guys we're bringing in and the foundation that we're really laying. And this is actually the first year we're actually laying a pretty good, solid foundation. Uh, We've gone out and tried to address the areas in which were concerns for us, which was mainly the offensive line. And that's pretty much everybody's issue every year, trying to get big guys that can move around and uh, create some space for the running backs
0: yeah so talk about let's let's start with the quarterback position who is going to be your quarterback do you have a quarterback battle currently going on
1: uh we have a couple of quarterbacks but lazarus will our returner our returner from last year will be our starting quarterback and then uh, we have competition behind that with uh silas cruz and uh and manny uh um uh, what's manny's last name manny no, I want to say it right. He's got a, he got a, he's got a different last name. No problem. That's when you know coaches. <laughs> Mac- no. Macamora. So, so you know, we're excited about that, and um, we're just looking forward. They're com- they're competing pretty well against one another, and I uh, go for those guys is not to be, you know, prolific, but just manage the game. You know, minimize the mistakes that could be made, understand the coverages that are in front of them, read the box, keep the game simple. Uh, teams are going to flood you. You know, when they see your weakness, that's part of the game. And so we're just trying to teach them how to make decisions under duress and and, and put themselves in a position uh, to be successful in any given play.
0: Yeah, you and you you mentioned something not asking them to be prolific, but you I mean as a as a former defensive lineman, you know what a good offensive line looks like. You're looking uh, to to build that. Talk about the running back room and you know how vital that's going to be to the success of the, of the offense overall and specifically the quarterbacks.
1: Well, uh, we're bringing back uh, to Tunsan, who was our our leading rusher last year. Uh, he's a young, he's an undersized back, but very powerful. Uh, explosive, and uh, he gives us a great chance in the backfield. And then we have uh, some young kids, some freshmen, Davion Smith. Uh, uh, so, so Andre Harris, who's a returner, who's a speed guy and uh, very fast on the perimeter, and uh, good out of the backfield. So, you know, just looking for guys to have the basic tools that they can grow from and uh, excel from there. So we're not, we're not, we know where we are, and we know you know, the type of offense uh, with, with the new O.C. that we're trying to establish. Uh, we're just excited to give these guys opportunities to shine.
0: What is that philosophy offensively? Is it is it different from, from last year? And talk about the offensive coordinator and what he brings to the table. Score in the red zone. <laughs> <laughs> An issue last year, right? <laughs>
1: Listen, we had a lot of opportunities. I mean, you score points, it changes the dynamics of the game. And for us, you know... Uh, We've had we had opportunities even against good teams, and I mean, go back to the Savannah State game. Um, I was out with COVID that game, so Coach Mike was the head coach, and he was doing a pretty good job. Uh, but you know, when, when you're playing powerful teams, you can't make mistakes, and we they made mistakes early in the game, which really could have put us in a better position to contend. But um, at the end of the game, at the end of the day, just managing the game. And, and, and taking what's in front of you and, and making the most of that.
0: Sean Gilbert, in his third season as the head football coach at Livingstone, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What is that offensive line looking like? Like looking like? How is? How are they gelling here in summer camp?
1: Uh, green, you know. And so uh, every day it's about teaching. Uh, you know, I look for us to grow as the season goes. We're not a right-now team. And when you don't have enough time really to get out there to get that extra time with guys because, you know, we have to uh, be mindful of our care. So we just look to grow it every week. Uh, the pressure that I put on coaches is is, is a bit extreme because we all want to success today. But I am realistic in understanding that where we are as a program and the steps that we need to take to posture ourselves to be contenders in the next few years.
0: Even before I get to the defense, you talked about building, you're building a program. And 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 part of that is marketing the program, uh, mm-hmm. and you you've you've got the blue field right like that's a great marketing tool. It's it, a lot of people have been talking uh, about that. Speak to what the, the, how that idea came about and actually going in and doing that.
1: Well, opportunity came through uh, Coach Massey and myself having a conversation and uh, looking at if we had the opportunity to get a field. You know, what would it look like? And um, the opportunity presented itself, and um the president thought, you know, this was a great idea and a great way for us to build not just to, just football but something for the school period, you know, to energize uh Livingstone college and, and, and you know just help help build and increase enrollment. And for us, being doing something different, you know, we're the first historically black college to play. And now we're the first ones with a blue field. And so, you know, we own one. And that's how we operate over here at Livingstone
0: College. Yeah, no doubt. Let, let's shift to the defense. How You know about defensive linemen. How is your defensive line looking for this upcoming season?
1: Once again, you know, we're young. I do have returners and, and Malik, a returner, Malik Hay, uh, who is, uh, who, who, who was projected in HBCU, one of the top defensive linemen this year. So we expect good things from him. Um, and then we just, you know, we're, we're, we're not big, but, you know, we play fast. So, you know, we finished 16th last year. Uh, we look to do better this year. Uh, their model is 16-1, to 1, and their work, they have that work ethic, and that's what they're investing out there on, on that blue field and trying to compete. We're not concerned about rank, rankings or anything outside of what we do in terms of our work ethic. I tell these guys the chance favors the prepared man, and you're building your own throne. You know, Don't go and chase society's success, but pave your own way. And uh, that's what these young men are doing.
0: You know, do you pay – I mean, you're, you're the head coach, obviously, so you're responsible for all the positions. But do you pay, as a former defensive lineman, specific attention to that position?
1: Um, I think as a head coach, you look at it, but, you know, you trust your coaches. And then Coach Mark Williams uh, and Coach Nelson Walker, uh, I think I have two really good, great coaches. Uh, and I trust them to to teach the guys according to the style of defense that we're running. I played in a number of defenses, so I know that the styles can change in terms of a 34 front, 4 uh, 2 a four-three, so a nickel, a dime. I mean, the multiple fronts that change the way you play the game. So now allow them to do those things to be diverse and teach those guys how to play on both sides of the uh, of the line, I meaning the left and the right side. So uh, I, I'm comfortable with the, with their work, and uh, and then when we see things on film, you know, you you just chime in if there's something that you that you think that you know they can add to the repertoire in terms of the arsenal.
0: Yeah, you, what, are, what is your philosophy? Your 4-3 three guy, 3-4, three, 4-2-5? Four, four, what, what's your philosophy there?
1: I mean, me, I'm a stop the, stop the offense guy. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, like, I'm just not one of these guys who want to come up and try to act deep. I mean, playing the game and having a lot of good coaches and being a part of a lot of uh, good programs, I'm just not really caught into so much the philosophy is. Your philosophy manifests itself with the characters of your defense. You know, and most people have concepts, but if you don't have athletes – to make those concepts real, then it's just that. So you really have to study your players to know how they excel on the field in order to give them an opportunity for your defense to have a signature or personality. And so overall, you know, we want to be aggressive, but we want to play smart too. And uh, we want to create turnovers, and we want our guys to not think but react to plays.
0: Sean Gilbert, the head football coach at Livingstone, joining us here on the program Line,
1: assess the linebacking core: uh, Jaden Echoes, Terrence McPherson, uh, Will Tims, um, Greg Champion. Uh, I think we have a pretty good linebacking core, solid group of guys, and uh, I think they, they play fast, they play smart, and uh, I think uh, Echoes will uh, do better this year than he did last year as his first year playing. He had over 100 tackles and he made the All-Freshman team. I think he'll do do better this year. And uh, so I'm excited. I think the front seven, uh, I think that they're pretty solid.
0: And in the back end, speak to the back end.
1: The, the back end is revamped, and it's and we're young, but yet we're still uh, solid. We just, you know, we have guys that uh, that can that, that can just play some solid defense. You know, Austin Hickerson and uh, Cullen Guillory, uh, and then we have some other freshmen and that that we're looking at. So they don't deserve their names to be heard because I haven't seen the consistency I want from them yet. And so, you know, you don't, you don't want to put the rabbit out there <laughs> too fast in terms of that. But um, I'm excited. I, I think we're so, I think we're pretty solid on defense. Uh, I know we're solid on defense and uh, I'm excited to see these guys get out there and turn it up.
0: I mentioned the Rams. I mentioned the the team formerly known as the Redskins. The Panthers was was obviously one that I missed. But a very integral part. You were part of that Charlotte community. You're back in a way there in Salisbury, not very far uh, from Charlotte. Why was the Livingstone job the right job for you?
1: I think in life and timing, you know, there's some things that can be divine. You know that opportunity that was there uh, through Dr. Jenkins and. Uh, Vice President Dr. Davis and uh, Coach Massey. I think that uh, when we brought our heads together and thought what this institution needed, it was Sean Gilbert. So it worked out for them. It worked out for me, and now we're in the process of uh, building a solid program.
0: How much did you know about HBCUs coming coming in before taking this position?
1: Um, a little bit, not a lot. You know, being honest, and uh, but I think that being here has really uh empowered me in terms of hbcus and i say a lot of times you know not that i take anything away from Pitt. um i love my alma mater and i had a great opportunity there and it's propelled me to have opportunity to play on sundays um which initially wasn't even really my goal in life it was just being able to provide for my family and, and feed my kids but um I've learned a lot in this process being that um, if I probably had it to do, uh, you know, I would have really looked harder into that aspect of things um, if those around me were exposing me to that. Being from up north, you don't hear a whole lot about HBCUs. Uh, You hear mostly about predominantly white college institutions. And if you're a top player, you're almost pushed towards, you know, the top 25, you know, uh, school. So um, I had opportunities to go visit Clemson. My my brother was at Clemson at the time, Gary Cooper. He played wide receiver there. Uh, but I didn't have a lot of exposure to the South in terms of knowing how big historically back colleges and universities were. So it's very humbling, and I'm very appreciative of the opportunity that I have to be a part at this point of the HBCU
0: world. You know, to me, it sounds like in a way, and even even in your area, being I guess Pennsylvania, correct? That's originally where you're from. So you you know you you you're right. It's not as many, although in Pennsylvania, you got you had the time Cheney. You got Lincoln, Well, Lincoln, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln, and then you go down. You know, Dell State Morgan going down a yeah. little bit further south. But does that speak to? The, the fact that we as HBCUs need to do a better job in terms of recruiting top players. You had to be a top player coming out of high school.
1: You know, I don't want to put the onus on anyone. I think that we as a community have to do a better job of empowering our young black men and women and exposing them to opportunities, regardless of where you are, Alaska or, you know, Louisiana. Um, you know, just sharing information. There's just so much information that's out here that that we don't know that could be our path and our destiny. And for so many of our young uh, black men and women, they're looking for their purpose in life. And I think that overall as a community, we need to do a better job of just educating everyone on the opportunities beyond where they're
0: sitting. And then, of course, yourself as a former great player, I mean you look at all the the HBCU a lot of the or some HBCU coaches I should say that are former uh, NFL players even in your in 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 your own league with Robert Massey uh, at at Winston-Salem State. I mean what does that mean to be a former player to help, you know, promote that the Livingstone specifically but HBCUs as a whole.
1: You know, I don't do a good enough job in terms of promoting what I previously did in the comparison to, and maybe that's just because I, I appreciate people seeing me for who I am and not so much the badge that I can carry. Um, but I think that it's, you know, for what it does in terms of these young men and have an opportunity to uh, have dreams or aspirations, and I'm pretty honest with some of them in terms of what they think and they can and can't do and wanting to play on Sunday, and I share with them football is a tool. And it's something you have to use, and we use it to help channel displaced aggression so that these young men can come to balance in terms of what their true potentials are. So I just want to empower young men to understand how, you know, how to position themselves. And, you know, as my president would say, you know, take their rightful place or command their rightful place in the global society. Uh, so for me, that is my give and, and I'm grateful for having an opportunity, you know, to share that with these young men.
0: Last two thoughts, uh, schedule first three games on the road. It's tough. You open up against Catawba, uh, on, uh, on September the 3rd, just, just your thoughts and, and, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's tough being away from home. Those first three games.
1: Yeah. Well, we open up with them at home. Then we go to, uh, Elizabeth City, or to Rocky Mount to play in the Down East Classic, um, then to VU. So what I'm excited about, we have a gauntlet, I say a gauntlet schedule. It's a very, very, very tough schedule for us as a young team, but our job is to grow every week and see where we land at the end of the day. Um, we're not concerned about anything other than ourselves, and and all I focus on is those guys getting prepared and having a chance to compete. So... You know, where it lands and where it ends, we'll see at the end of the season. And hey, we're at the bottom right now, so... <laughs> yeah. Only thing we can do is go up.
0: Yeah. Last thought. Uh, what do you remember about those days? You know, you see the... Let me see. You see the that W. I got to change it out and change it to the commanders. But you see that W. Big big Washington fan uh, coming up. Remember your... your I don't your know
1: that. See, all, see, all of that's a little different, right? It's not the... It's 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 almost like you know, um, you know. It's almost like the sexy girl that's lost too much weight. Okay. You know when you look at the Washington Commanders and and I and I get you know respect respect and culture. Uh, so you know, but it's been in, ingrained in so many. But it's not just the, the name; it's probably the energy of what was there before with uh, Mr. Cook and. And those guys who established a really solid franchise. So um, you know, you know, I loved my opportunity when I played there. It was an amazing place to be, you know. Uh and so I'm forever grateful for my opportunities to even have a chance to play in the league
0: and uh
1: be able to share that with uh,
0: the world. No question in the Rams. They were LA Rams when you were there. They went at Super Bowl champs, right? Defending.
1: Yeah, yeah I needed to come out of retirement just for that. <laughs> When I was there, you know, we was in the struggle bowl. So, you know, we went to St. Louis. Then they hit the greatest show on turf, you know. So they've had some pretty good success. And I'm, I'm always happy for, for, for the franchises when they can turn around and have a positive. You know, it's really tough in the NFL to win football games. People really don't know how difficult it is when you're putting the best talent on the field against one another. And it's easy to sit on the sideline and be a Monday morning quarterback or criticize, but we live for that. You know, we want that, we want that scrutiny because it's our drive and our, and our desire to be the best at what we do. So, you know, great opportunities, man. And, you know, uh, appreciative. of.
0: Sean Gilbert in his third season as the head football coach at Livingstone joining us here on the HBCU football daily podcast, the blue bears open the season at home on Saturday, September 3rd, in that crosstown rivalry against Catawba. Coach Gilbert, appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Blue Bears this season. Hey, who you with? LC. <laughs>